Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I am here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a stupid joke okay. to start off with. What do you call a bear with no teeth? I don't know. A gummy bear. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was thinking like dentures. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound good. So you missed my stupid joke. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so I am going to start off the episode with um, people share their biggest pet peeves. Okay. This, um, the first few are actually, they were sent in from people in Minnesota to a radio station. Mm -hmm. So the first one, people who speed up to get in front of me and then put their signal on. Oh, that pisses me off. Yeah. Uh, next one, drivers who don't use their blinkers or turn on their lights in rain, snow, or fog. That's just dangerous. Uh, next one is slow walkers in crowds. <laughs> I'm probably that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> don't get behind me because I'm not rushing. Really. Yeah, I, I do that at work. Like, if I'm going to the bathroom or something and someone, like, tries to let me go in front of him yeah i'm like you might as well go because i don't walk fast <laughs> and they're like oh okay uh next one people that have nothing better to do than bash other people online mm, yeah trolls yeah suck and the last one um from these is kind of funny he put that's my pet's name peeve he weighs about 60 pounds <laughs> <laughs> that's great i know i love that <laughs> okay well, see, i would never in a million years think of something like i that. know and it's hilarious it's great i know <laughs> i know and these are just from i think i got them off buzzfeed the first one of these when people finish paying at a register but then don't move out of the way to put uh to put their card change receipt grab their bag so the next person can start their checkout process. I know. That happened to me not too long ago. Me and the cashier are just like looking at each other like, <laughs> dude, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. It's rude. Uh, next one, when people enter an elevator or subway before letting people get off, just take a chill pill and wait. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rude. It is. Fucking stickers on fruit, bro. <laughs> they put them on every grape if they could. <laughs> I know. You want to eat your apple and you're sitting there trying I to know. peel the stupid sticker off. And then you get the sticker off, but the sticky part is still on there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Groups of four walking side by side down crowded sidewalks. This isn't the yellow brick road, Dorothy. <laughs> Next one, using the same knife for the peanut butter and the jelly. Oh, I do that. Yeah. You don't want to wash a no, two No, but when I, I put the peanut butter on, and then on the other piece of bread, I wipe it off. Yeah. And then do the jelly. There you go. You just got to be smart about it. Yeah. Uh, next one, couples who think 12 items or fewer means 24 items for the pair of them. Also signs that say 12 items or less. <laughs> Next one, necklaces on top of turtlenecks. I mean, come on, gross. <laughs> Where else are you supposed to put it? You can't, if I you don't, don't you can't see it. Yeah. And some of these you're just like, okay, Karen. Yeah, really. Um, next one, when I'm reading a book and someone starts to talk to me as if I'm not doing anything, I'm reading. <laughs> At least say, excuse me. <laughs> Eric used to do that to me. I would give him the dirtiest looks. <laughs> It's like, I hold up one finger. I don't stop. Like, no, I'm reading. You can wait a minute. And now I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, next one. When I ask someone three questions in an email and they reply with only the answer to my first question. Oh, yeah. That's I hate that. Irritating. It's like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Answer. All of the questions. Did you continue to read after the first one? Irritating. Those folks who leave like 0 .02 on the microwave and don't clear out the countdown when they're done? 
That's what, I can tell you for a fact that's one of Peyton's pet peeves. Is it? Because he said, why did you leave that on the microwave? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, what are children for? <laughs> Next one, I can deeply relate to this one. When people ask me a question and then talk over my answer. <laughs> that's happened to me my entire life. So rude. I hate it. I don't do that, do I? No. no. There's been literally two people in my life that have never done that to me, and it's you and mommy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> two people. <laughs> That's why I started a podcast, so I can talk all I want, and nobody can interrupt me. Okay, next one. People who leave their shopping carts anywhere they please in a parking lot instead of taking them to the cart corral. Uh, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, me too. I don't do it all the time, but very, I have done it. Yeah, before. I very, very rarely have done that, but I have done that a couple times. Yeah. Well, like when you got your kids in the car and you're by yourself, you don't want to be walking across the parking lot. Yeah. Leave your kids in the car by themselves. I do it at uh, Dollar General. Oh. Because I don't have anywhere to put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, well, the one that I go to has a thing on the sidewalk. Oh. But well, this, this one, one, yeah, that doesn't. one's too small. Yeah. Anyway, uh, whispering, particularly in public or open spaces, it's more disruptive than just talking in a normal voice. Yeah, that's true. Next one. Um, for people who may not be familiar with your work, tell us about yourself. That's a quote. No, you do your research and make the introduction. It is literally at least the least you could do. I didn't get that one. I don't either. Um, and the other person's just bitching about stupid stuff. Uh, next one, people spelling it y'all as an a, uh, Y-A apostrophe L-L and not... Y apostrophe A-L-L. Because technically it's you all. So it's Y apostrophe A-L-L, but people spell it Y-A apostrophe L-L. Yeah, that's one. Like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's another one. People who say on accident rather than by accident. And don't even get me started on I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> I say I couldn't care less all the time. I never say I could care less. I don't know what I say. I say I couldn't care less. Because I could care less means you could care less. I couldn't care less is you can't care any less. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So I get that one a little. I wonder what I say. I don't know. I don't know if I even say that. <laughs> uh, next one. Using an apostrophe to pluralize last names. Uh, God help me. I almost took a flamethrower to a Christmas card. <laughs> wow mischievous it's mischievous who says mischievous nobody says mischievous nobody i say mischievous because it's mischievous i hope you're listening person <laughs> uh next one basically any kind of sound coming from a private mobile device in a public space especially public transit and open plan offices um you know what you need to just get over that because that is... That's today's world. Yeah. Yeah. I I understand that only when... Because I work in an office with... There's five of us, but two of the people are on the opposite side of the building. So where I am, there's three of us. Well, this girl just started coming in a couple days a week. And not only does she keep her ringer on full blast... But every ringer that she has is different and they're like songs and like crazy noises and she doesn't care at all. Mm. She leaves it up full blast. It scares me. Yeah. It scares me every time because it's completely quiet mm -hmm. and then her phone will go off and it's super loud. It's so rude. I hate it so much. Well, see, I turn my volume off. Everything's when I go on to vibrate. Work. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I. It's a normal thing to do, mm -hmm. but yeah. Oh, it drives me insane. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Next one, people who say it must be free to the cashier when the item doesn't have a price tag on it uh, should be fired into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, service people who respond. Okay, this is like, shut the fuck up. Service people who respond to thank you with no problem, meaning providing me with service I'm paying for was a potential problem. Oh, my gosh. Fuck you. They're saying no problem because guess what, motherfucker? It's no fucking problem. Fuck you. I hate people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. Uh, Similar to those people who act like they've never been through a drive-thru before. Take 10 minutes to order. It's fucking McDonald's. Know what you want already. (laughs) That is one of my pet peeves with Peyton. He doesn't ever know what he wants? No. I'm like, what do you want? I don't know. Have to wait until I get to the menu. Oh my God, it's McDonald's. (laughs) Are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, that's irritating. One of my big ones is grown people who say to other grown people... Look at you. You ever had someone say that to you? It's so condescending. And I'm, oh my God. I hate when people say that to other people. Like a little kid, I could see, you know, that's fine. But not, no, I'm a grown person. Do not say that to me. (laughs) Anyway, this is my last one. And this is all caps. So this person is very adamant. Okay. Why do people press the elevator button right after I press it? Do you not trust me to press a button? Do your fingers work better than mine? (laughs) You saw me press it. It's not coming any faster. Crosswalks too. Stop doing this. (laughs) I think that's so funny though because that's never happened to me. If someone pressed the button right after I did, I'd be like, what? Yeah. What, mine didn't too. work? What the fuck? <laughs> I, I wonder if people that do that, if it was if it's just a reflex. Like a habit? They just yeah. have to press the button? Like someone that rides elevators like all the time. Yeah, maybe. You know, like me, I, I very rarely yeah. am on an elevator. Very rare. Yeah, me too. But maybe for someone that, you know, is works at a building that and they're constantly going up and down the elevator maybe it's just a reflex i could see definitely see that but yeah i you know i could get i could see both sides of yeah, that story because yeah. yeah if someone pressed it right after me i'd be like what the fuck but then <laughs> you know if they just got in and pressed it you know by reflex yeah. that's well not to mention when you press the button it lights up yeah. <laughs> you know it's yeah. like um is it going to change colors what <laughs> Anyway, so this week I did 10 ghost stories. Okay. Um, I guess these are in South Dakota, but I don't care. Okay. All right. So the first one I have is the Gitche Manitou murders. The Gitche Manitou is a nature preserve just southeast of Sioux Falls, South Dakota in the northwestern corner of Iowa that many believe is haunted. It has ancient Native American burial mounds, has witnessed the murders of four teens, and has been the site of the rape of an adolescent. Hmm. In November of 1973, five teens from Suey Falls, South Dakota, went out camping in Gitche Manitou. And I don't know if I'm saying that right. but Sounds right to me. The unsuspecting group was sitting by a fire with some marijuana when suddenly a shotgun went off. Roger Essam, 17, was killed instantly by brothers Alan, David, and James Fryer, who descended on the group pretending to be cops. They separated the remaining three boys from the only girl, 13-year-old Sandra Chesky, and placed the girl in the back of their truck. Then the Fryer brothers lined up Stuart Bade, 15, with his little brother Dana Bade, 14, and friend Michael Hadrath, 15, and executed them. Chesky was kept alive and raped by James Fryer. She later identified the attackers and testified against them. They were sentenced to life in prison, but locals on both sides, Iowa and South Dakota, believe their heinous crimes still haunt the Gitche Manitou. That's horrible. That is horrible. What monsters. I hope they had the death penalty. 
I it doesn't sound like it. Didn't you say they had life sentences? Oh yeah, I guess I did. That sucks. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Uh The Legends of Sika Hollow. It's S-I-C-A. Yeah, that sounds right. The Dakota Sioux Native Americans once hunted in the forested ravines known as Sika Hollow. That is, until they realized it was haunted and put a warning in its name. Sika means evil, and there are several legends that have come out of the state park. It's believed evil is ste- steeped into every nook and cranny of this area, which is... I can't read <laughs> Which is why the water runs red in the Sika Hollow Springs. Never mind the mineral content. It's pure evil. Oh. <laughs> the path referred to as the Trail of Spirits has bubbling red bogs and was believed by the Sui to be the flesh and blood of their ancestors. Between all the red water, swamp gas, and tree stumps glowing in the dark, it's no wonder they thought the place was evil. Perhaps they were right. There was a rash of mysterious disappearances in the 1970s paired with sightings of a half-man, half-beast similar to Bigfoot in those woods. Even today, visitors have claimed to see the spirits of Indians in addition to hearing voices, war cries, and chanting. Maybe those bogs really did consume the flesh and blood of the Sui tribe ancestors. Walking Sam The Pine Ridge Indian Reservation has had an alarmingly high suicide rate amongst their youth, and it's believed an urban legend is responsible. The land is being stalked by an evil ancient entity that takes on the form of Walking Sam. Like the Tall Man, Slender Man, and the long-feared Stickmen, this creature feeds on the living, infecting their minds and altering their thoughts. In the case of Walking Sam, his evil bidding is collecting the souls of suicides so he doesn't have to wander the earth alone. He convinces the already lost, depressed, or hormonal adolescents that they aren't worthy of life and that they should end it. He stands around seven feet tall, has no mouth, and has gangly limbs. When his arms are outstretched, you can see the bodies of Lakota men and women hanging from them. Since December of 2014, Pine Ridge has had 103 suicide attempts with nine people succeeding. The youngest was only 12 and the oldest was just 24. There have even been attempts at mass suicides on the grounds. Thankfully, church leader Pastor John Tubulls discovered and prevented one of these plans from being carried out. He and a few other adults found a group of teenagers with nooses already hanging from the trees. Oh my God. Another group of teens, all female, tried to carry out a similar plan, but were stopped in time. Why are they doing it? Tribe leaders, clergymen, local mental health professionals, and law enforcement are scratching their heads. What, if not some great evil, is infecting the minds of so many young people in Pine Ridge? Is it poverty? Is it abuse? Or is it the creature kids call Walking Sam? Creepy. I know. Holy crap. Hooky Jack. Oh. A famous ghost in Rapid City, South Dakota, is Hookie Jack. In life, his name was John Leary, but after a mining explosion in the 1800s, he lost both of his arms and one eye. His arms were replaced with hooks, hence the name Hookie Jack. He became a Rapid City police officer, but tragically died after being struck by a car in 1926. Now his spirit is said to haunt his former residence, which has since been converted into a tavern. According to Lo legend hooky jack lived on the third floor and can still be heard roaming up there today employees don't even want to venture to that floor unless they absolutely must many employees have even refused to work the closing shift alone voices rattling and eerie sounds can be heard upstairs at night strange flashing lights and spirit orbs have been caught on the proprietor's security footage Multiple witnesses have seen chairs, tables, and the billiard balls moving around the table on their own. A few bartenders claim to have seen a figure sit at the end of the bar out of the corner of their eye, only to look up and realize no one's there. Creepy. The Bullock Hotel. The historic Bullock Hotel in Deadwood, South Dakota, was built between 1894 and 1896. It's a pretty famous haunt and has been featured on shows like Unsolved Mysteries and the Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures. The original owner, Seth Bullock, who was also the first sheriff of Deadwood, haunts the hotel. 
A slew of people have heard his boots thumping steadily down the halls and smelled the scent of his favorite cigars wafting through the air. The cellar, where Seth's Cellar Restaurant is located, is said to see the most paranormal activity. Restaurant staff have heard the eerie sounds of piano playing ragtime and glassware is often shattered after being flung through the air by an invisible force. Holy crap. What would you do if you saw something just fly through the air? I don't know. I have no idea. I would think I was going nuts. Okay, Spook Road. Known to locals as Spook Road, this eerie stretch just outside of Brandon, South Dakota, has quite the collection of creepy occurrences under its belt. Winding through tunnels, running over bridges, and lined in trees, locals claim this road is especially unnerving in the fall and winter months. One urban legend states that driving in one direction will take you over five bridges, but on the way back you'll only cross four. Huh. Allegedly, suicide victims can still be seen hanging from both of the bridges and the trees, their bulging dead eyes watching you as you cross in horror. Some folks say apparitions have suddenly appeared on the road in front of them, only to vanish just as quickly as they came. That is so scary. I know. Could you imagine driving down a road? Mm, no, no. Way. a bunch of people hanging? No. Oh, no. no. But, mm -mm. The Orpheum Theater. In Suey Falls, South Dakota, sits the historic Orpheum Theater with its very own ghost. The spirit fondly re referred to as Larry may or may not be the ghost of an actor who disappeared during a dress rehearsal many years ago. Allegedly, the sound of a gunshot rang out from the light booth, but when his fellow actors ran up to investigate, all that remained was a pool of blood and no body was ever found. Hmm. The Orpheum Theater first opened in 1913, but changed hands in 1954. The new owners allegedly found a casket in the boiler room, but when they came back later to clean things out, the casket was gone. Reports of strange noises and sightings of a shadow figure became common in the older theater, and one of the more intriguing reports happened in 1959. Actor Ray Loftusness became one of many to see the shadow man on the balcony. On that particular night, he said Larry was illuminated by the green and blue lights and was pointing directly at him. Loftusness claimed he was hit by an icy blast of air. Twice that night, he was assaulted by falling sandbags and was even knocked unconscious. Larry clearly had it out for the guy. What the heck? <laughs> the Legend of the Little Devils of Spirit Mound The Spirit Mound near Vermilion has been long feared by Native Americans. They wouldn't dare go near it because of the legend of the little devils who guard the mounds, attacking anyone who tries to climb them with magic arrows. The legend was first documented in 1804 and tells of the massacre that makes the mounds taboo today. Somewhere around the mid-18th century, hundreds of Indian warriors were allegedly attempted to rid the world of the evil little creatures, but it was they who ended up slaughtered instead. So now they stay away and leave the mounds to the little devils. Easton Castle. The Easton Castle, also known as the Yellow Brick House, was built sometime between 1889 and 1890 in Aberdeen, South Dakota. This 30-room, three-story, Queen Anne-style mansion was covered in yellow bricks in 1902 when Carol Frances Easton took ownership. The housekeeper of this massive home just so happened to be Leslie Gage, the niece of L. Frank Baum, author of The Wizard of Oz. Gage was the inspiration behind Dorothy. Rumor has it this muse of a housekeeper haunts the third floor and has been seen all throughout the home. According to the whispers of busybodies of the time, the Easton's son became a little mad and reclusive after the death of his parents, hiding away in the old house that was now believed to be haunted. He didn't maintain the property and its unkempt appearance only added to the lore of ghosts and curses swirling around the property. The mansion has your standard haunting tales like footsteps, creaking stairs, and disembodied voices, but apparently there's also a knife-wielding psycho spirit that chased one person out of there. Whoa. <laughs> oh my gosh. And my last one is The Legend of Jesse James at Devil's Gulch. <laughs> one of the most famous urban legends in South Dakota happened in the, the town of Gerritsen. According to local lore, infamous outlaw Jesse James successfully evaded capture in 1876 
by leaping over the Devil's Gulch on horseback. Keep in mind that the Devil's Gulch is a ravine that runs 60 feet deep and is 20 feet wide. Jumping over something that massive without spooking a horse is highly improbable, and most historians would say it's impossible, but that doesn't stop locals from swearing it happened. Cool. Those were good. Thank you. All right, I did Glitch in the Matrix stories. I love those. They're my favorites. And I actually got a bunch of these, so this is part one, kind of. Okay. Okay, first one, I got a call from my next-door neighbor late in the evening asking if I can help him move a mattress into his upstairs. His mom is ill and has a big, heavy sleep number bed. I, of course, ran over to help because they're great neighbors. I get over there, and his friend, who is also a priest, was there to help. I helped them figure out how to separate the mattress from the bed so we could lift, so we could fit it upstairs. We get it all moved up and back in place when my neighbor asks if I can help them move an armoire upstairs, too. We pull it out of his travel trailer and start bringing it up the front stairs of his house. This is where I died. The front stairs are 11 steps. I was on the lower end of the armoire, about six steps up, when my neighbor and his friends lose a handle on the armoire and it comes crashing down on me and I fall backwards towards the pavement. I then woke up in my dining room with my phone ringing and my wife asking me if I'm going to answer. It's my neighbor asking if I can move a bed upstairs for his mom. I go over there and meet his priest friend again. Oh my gosh. As this has been the first time I met him. I say I can help with the bed, but I cannot help with the armoire. My neighbor was like, how do you know about the armoire? I then proceeded to tell them, I'm pretty sure I just died. I spent the next hour talking with the priest. He had so many questions. My neighbor didn't believe it until I described the upstairs bedroom in perfect detail down to the metal mattress frame on the floor and the intricate headboard leaning against the wall, and I have never been upstairs in their house before. The priest asked me what I saw after I died. I told him I never actually died. Before it happened, I woke up at my dining room table. Ooh, that gave me chills. Me too. What the fuck? I don't know, but apparently it wasn't his time to go. No. Oh, (laughs) my God. (laughs) Okay, next one. My mom and I were on the highway driving home, and there was a semi-truck in the lane next to us. Suddenly, the semi swerved into our lane. Luckily, my mom was able to get out of the way before it hit us, but soon after, I began feeling strangely. The entire right side of my face felt hot and sticky. I tasted blood, and I smelled the very pungent scent of gasoline. Then my head and right arm started to ache really bad, and I couldn't feel my legs. Just as soon as the pain started to worsen, then went away. It was replaced with a cold, eerie chill. I told my mom about this, and she couldn't come up with an explanation. I think I was feeling the pain in another timeline where my mom wasn't able to avoid the semi. That's what I was thinking. I know. That's I got chills again. I do, too. It's crazy. Okay. So this happened about seven or eight years ago. My husband and I were lying in bed one night watching television. I love this story, by the way. (laughs) Just want to put that out there. (laughs) Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a child in the doorway of our bedroom. Thinking it was our only child at the time, I tapped my hubby and said, shh, don't look. I think Connor is going to try and scare us. He turns and looks, and this child walks into our room. I can't explain it because it was one of these moments that seemed somehow different. We watched in silence, soon realizing that this child was not our son. He toddles in, head slightly tilted back, curls bouncing, and diapers squish-squishing as he goes to the end of our bed. We see his head go down like he was crouching, and when we got up to look, he was gone. I looked at my husband and said, did we just see a ghost? Then, almost as an afterthought, I said, well, we know if we have another baby and he has curls, that he was here before he was born. We both laugh because we're not trying for another baby at the time. Fascinated, we go to check on our son and he's fast asleep. A few months later, I'm pregnant. Surprise! (laughs) So fast forward and our new baby, Liam, is two. He toddles into the room, head slightly tilted back, curls bouncing, and it hits me like a bucket of ice water. Holy crap. This is the baby that came to visit us. Oh, my God. I mean, there was absolutely no doubt in my mind 
Now, on top of that, whenever Liam is staying the night elsewhere, like my parents, he comes to visit me in my sleep. For example, one time he came and just smiled at me while I was taking a nap. He was in a little red shirt and his hair was cut short. When he left, it was long. The next day, I go to pick up the kiddos from my mom, and lo and behold, his hair is freshly shorn, and he is wearing a little red shirt. I asked my mom, did he wear this yesterday? And she replies, oh, yeah, he did, but he insisted on wearing it again today, so he is. So I look at him, I say, did you go see Mama yesterday in Mama's dream? He just looked at me, he was four, all big blue eyes and serious, and nodded his head. So that's my glitch in the Matrix story, one of many, but my most profound. Our son, I guess, travels astrally and even stopped to see us before he was born. I would know those curls anywhere. The fact that my husband witnessed it with me makes it even more weird, but utterly fascinating. That's cool. I know. That gave me chills, too. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. So I work for a joinery company Hmm. and was delivering a load to a construction site about an hour away from work. And whenever I'm out and about, I just play uh, Reddit compilation videos through my headphones. It was about eight minutes into a video when in the middle of town at a red light, I had a bad feeling of deja vu and the video started buffering. I thought it was odd since I had good reception, but it was just uh, but was just going to wait it out. The light went green and the video played just long enough to say the word wait and then started buffering again. I couldn't see anything at all. The road was clear, but I thought I'd listen, looked left, then looked right again. And there was a massive semi at uh, speeding that appeared out of nowhere and ran the red light. It would have taken out the driver's side of the cab and I, I would have been toast if I didn't wait. Definitely reminded me of my own mortality. Hmm. That's crazy. That is. I think I'm just going to have permanent goosebumps throughout <laughs> these whole stories. That's good. <laughs> Next one. My mom died 13 years ago. About four years ago, my dad was on vacation in Arizona with his girlfriend. He said he was watching TV and the hotel phone rang. He answered it and it said it was my mom's voice saying, I'm okay. He said, he said, you know, he told me he said, Cass. <laughs> And he said the phone was crackly and said, tell Heather, me, I'm okay. He said his girlfriend was confused why the phone had rang. He immediately called me, though it was late, and he was crying. My dad doesn't believe in the supernatural, but to this day, he still can't explain that call. How can you get a call like that and not believe in the supernatural? I don't know. People just don't, like... They don't want to believe, apparently. It's just not conventional for people to believe that stuff. But if it's, like, in your face. Yeah, it's like, um, hello. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next one. Three days ago, I was having a conversation with my father, and he he was telling me about his university life. Basically, my dad came from nothing, and he had a very difficult upbringing and went to the worst high school in our city. When it was time for him to join university, my grandfather passed away, leaving my dad to care for the rest of his family, as he was the oldest son. Because of some bad advice my dad regrets taking, the courses he took were taught in English, which is a second language for us. My dad told me that it was the darkest time in his life, and he wanted to run away and was even thinking of taking his own life. Now, very recently, he got his master's in English literature, and he was telling me that he didn't think he would ever be possible for him. My dad just recently finished his degree at age 55. Awesome. Is awesome. The next morning, my dad was driving to to a town because his distant relatives are struggling financially, and my dad is a very kind soul and wanted to help them. The town is three hours away. He usually takes public transport, but because of a recent crisis, he didn't. He drove there, and my mom was worried, so we decided to keep calling him every hour to check on him. Well, I decided to call him. Now, keep in mind, because he was driving, network signals could get very weak. He told me to wait and parked at a nearby restaurant, and it was like a checkpoint for trucks. I don't know what came over me, but I started crying and went on to tell him how proud I was of him. I just babbled and kept saying that he shouldn't think that he's lacking because he's not. 
He was an amazing father and a great person to look up to. My dad started crying and told me he would talk to me when he returns. He returned and just hugged me and was telling me that 30 years ago, he was visiting the same town and it was the same time when he was at his lowest. He was visiting the same relatives, but he was on a bus, which stopped at a patrol station. He called his mother, but when he picked up the phone without even dialing, he heard my voice. It was telling him the exact same thing that I had said yesterday. He said that he didn't even call my grandmother. He just stood there and cried. Uh, It gave him the strength to keep fighting. He said he just now realized it was me whose voice he'd heard. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. crazy. I know. Before he even had kids. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I know. Okay, next one. My dad drank out of the same black cup every day. One day, he filled up a different white cup. I asked him what gives, and he claimed to always have used that that white cup. I asked the rest of my family, and they all said the same thing. Ooh. Weird. Next one. I work at a gas station chain with only numbers in its name. Hmm, I wonder what that is. Anyway. Oh, no. 7-Eleven. Oh. <laughs> Those aren't even in existence anymore, are they? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Anyway. I was thinking Speedway, <laughs> Shell, Amico. No, 7-Eleven. <laughs> uh, we're just outside of a large chunk of suburbs. We aren't exactly near any other businesses, but we are rarely completely dead for hours at a time. It was just past midnight with everything going on in the U.S. right now. Not a lot of other things than gas stations and bars are open at night anymore. So it it was a slower evening. I was the only one in the store and a car pulled up to one of the two double-sided pumps out front. Pretty standard white door, white four-door. I'm not great with car brands, but it was a nicer, like upper middle class and probably only a few years old. The woman gets out and starts walking towards our door like she's in a daze. Legit, this woman looked like she had seen a ghost. She wanders up, sort of freezes at the door for a second with a thousand-yard stare before opening it and coming in. She didn't go looking for anything, didn't start shopping, just sort sort of stood inside the store for what felt like ages. Again, bars are still open, so I think maybe she's a little drunk or had a rough night or something. So I give the usual... Welcome to the gas station. Let me know if you need anything. And she finally notices me and immediately asks me the weirdest damn question I have ever been asked on the job. You can see me, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what else do you say? She breaks down crying in the middle of the store, so I'm already headed around the corner to see what's up. I have my cell phone out in case I need to call the cops or something for her. I get her to sit down on a nearby pallet of soda, and I'm grabbing a bottle of water for her. And after she catches her breath a little, she tells me, I thought I'd died. Again, I'm looking, I'm thinking maybe she is on something, but she's a middle-aged woman who looks like a standard uh, local suburban housewife. She calls her husband, not really telling him anything either, just where she is and can he come get her. He says he'll call an Uber and be there as soon as possible. We're waiting. So far, nobody else has showed up. So I'm keeping most of my attention on her. And eventually, she starts to explain to me what happened. Quote, I'm driving home with dinner, uh, from dinner with my coworkers. And as I'm driving through a nearby intersection, a truck ran a red light and hit me. Now, her car is still at the pump without a scratch on it. She goes on to say she remembers her car being pushed into a pole, going airborne, and then nothing. I tried to calm her down, letting her know that her car was out front and it looks fine, but she insisted that she's com- that she completely blacked out, woke up in an ambulance for a split second, passed out again, then woke up again in the driver's seat of her car at the intersection waiting for the light to change perfectly fine. This whole thing freaked her out so badly that she drove to the nearest anything, us, just so she could get out of her car. Husband eventually showed up to get to get her. He asked if I had any idea what happened, and even though she sort of explained it to me, I just shrugged because, no, I had no idea what was happening anymore. 
She reluctantly got into the passenger seat of the car and he drove them back home. That was hours ago, after which I worked an entire shift at the station, trying to wrap my head around what the absolute hell I had just witnessed. That's weird. It is. Huh. I feel so bad for her. I know. Could you imagine? No. No way. Scary as fuck. Next one. I had a very good friend who crafted small jewelry, and I had a few pieces from her. I got a pair of earrings more than eight years ago and lost one of them after wearing them just a couple of times. I always told her that she had to make a replacement, but unfortunately she got very sick and died of cancer very quickly. She never had the chance to craft anything else. I kept the single earring in a box with some other small random memories and trinkets. I'm now moving to my own place and checking the memories in this little box, and both earrings are there. I can't explain when or how or why. Oh, that's nice. She found it for her. She's like, here. Yeah, here you go. Next one, I dropped my phone in the kitchen, and I looked to grab it off the floor, but it wasn't there. I heard it hit the floor, but I couldn't find it. It was in the middle of the room, too. There was no way it could have gone more than three feet away from me. But I checked under everything, went through the entire house looking for it, but it was gone. I had my mom call my phone, and she said that my line was disconnected. I checked the Find My iPhone app, and it said it couldn't find my phone because it couldn't find a signal. That was four years ago. We still haven't found it. It's like it hit it hit the ground and immediately disappeared. Ooh. Weird. I'd be pissed. Phones are expensive wouldn't that be weird if someone went to if someone went to remodel and they found it in the wall that'd be weird that'd be awesome (laughs) (laughs) okay next one my husband recently took on overnight jobs to help us out during covid he's only been there about two weeks and works evenings slash overnights 9 p.m to 6 a.m last night was no different he left home around 8 15 Our daughter, age 11, and I decided to make it a movie night. Around 11 p.m., I heard keys in the back door and the usual sounds of my husband that my husband makes when he comes home. I creep out to the kitchen to make sure it was him, and it was. He told me he needed to grab his knee compression sleeve, walks down the hall, says hi to our daughter as he passes the living room, and goes upstairs. He comes back down, gives me a kiss, and left again. We finished our movie and went to bed. In the morning when he got home, I made a joking comment about him forgetting his knee sleeve. He was genuinely confused as I recalled the previous night. Our daughter confirmed everything I said and he still was acting confused. I pulled up our security motion camera on the phone to show him when he had popped in quick, but there was no footage from the night before or any other night of him coming home after he left for work. My daughter and I both heard him, saw him, and I touched him but he was never home during that time. Nothing else out of the ordinary happened that night. We seriously have no idea what happened. Hmm. Doppelganger? That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Next one, about 30 seconds ago, I was sitting on the couch as my dog walked by to go sit on her bed we have behind the L part of the sectional. She had something small caught in her throat last night. I think it was a popcorn shell. So I was paying attention to her breathing just to make sure she got it out. For a few minutes, she was breathing fine. And then what sounded like a light snore started happening. This is semi-normal for her, depending on what position she's laying in. So I didn't bother to go over and check on her. That went on for about five minutes until the most disgusting and now into my now realization, terrifying snore slash cough slash wheezing sound started happening. I go over to her to make sure she's okay. And the exact moment I look at her bed, the sound stopped mid-breath, and she wasn't there. She was outside with my parents and had been for around 30 minutes. There was no way to get out of the room without walking right past me. I don't know whose fucking dog I saw and what was making that creepy-ass sound five feet away from me, but I'm going to be staying outside for the rest of the day and hiring an exorcist. (laughs) That's creepy. What the fuck? Okay, next one. The year was 2011. I was in med school when my brother joined an engineering college in the same city. My brother is three years younger than me. One day I asked him to come to my hostel as it was his free day. We were chatting and eating when he suddenly asked me about a girl. This is the conversation. Brother, do you remember Nisha? Me. Nisha who? 
Brother, it seems like you have forgotten her. Good for you. Me, visibly confused. Which Nisha are you talking about? Bro, still playing. Don't try so hard. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Sorry if it still hurts you. I shouldn't have brought it up. Me, thinking that he was pulling my leg, I start to play along. Yeah, I remember. I forgot her. It was bitter, but I'm not in touch with her anymore. Brother, well, it's not like you can be in touch with her anymore. Me, still trying to play along. Yeah, she's probably married by now. Bro, now visibly confused, what Nisha are you talking about? Me, exactly the Nisha you're talking about. Bro, leave it then. After lunch is over, the conversation continues. Brother, do you really not remember her, Nisha? Me, tired of this game and agitated. Bro, stop playing this game. It's not funny anymore. Brother, what game? Me, I don't really know Nisha. Who is she? Bro, forget it. And he left for the day. I asked my mom after a few days about Nisha. She was distraught when I asked her about it. After a few moments, she told me that she was my girlfriend while I was in high school and she was my brother's best friend, and she died in a car accident a few years back. I was dumbfounded. I don't recall her name, face, memories, nothing. Her memory is totally wiped from me. I was disturbed and went back home where my mom showed me a pic where I was with a girl and my brother. I didn't remember this girl. In some cases of PTSD, selective amnesia happens, but repressed memories can be triggered by related memories. But in this case, I don't even recall her. To this day, I still don't recall anything, but according to my family, we were close. I didn't try to ask her family or any other people because it seems insensitive. Hmm. Weird. That is weird. And this is my last one. Do you guys know the whole theory about how when people die in one timeline, they shift into another? I think that may have happened to me, which I've never heard that. I haven't either. And holy shit. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Okay, so back in July, my family was going on a road trip to Montana to visit our grandparents. Prior to the trip, I had a horrible feeling about going. I kept having flashes of car accidents in my head, and I was sure we were going to get in one if we left. It was so strange because I have a pretty severe anxiety disorder, but this didn't feel like my anxiety at all. And never about road trips. I love them. So we left on a Saturday. I told my parents I had a bad feeling about driving up there, but they dismissed me as being anxious, as I had never felt so certain about something in my life. Getting into that car felt like signing my death sentence. We get about six hours in, and at this point I start to think I was being ridiculous, and a wave of calmness washes over me. This is where shit gets strange. My dad passes under an underpass, and everything shifts. I feel like I saw everything in slow motion for about four minutes or so. My parents were joking beforehand, but their faces moved so slowly, and then the light in the car started to shift. This was scary because I thought I must be going insane. For a few seconds, there was a huge illumination of light into our car, and I looked at my family, and I could not tell who they were or what they meant to me. And then it's like everything just came back. The light shifted back, and I knew who everyone was, but it felt like something imperceptible had changed. I closed my eyes and tried to make sense of the past few minutes, and when I reached back to remember, I saw blood, our car, and another minivan in shambles on the side of the highway right beyond the underpass, and mangled bodies. I remembered sensations I should not have known, like what bradder, <laughs> <laughs> like what spattered brain matter looks like, the smell of something burning, and the way I couldn't breathe, but this never happened. Yet I remember that the car in front of us had switched lanes even though there was a truck in front of us, realized it at the last second, and hit us with a lateral impact. I have no history of psychosis, and I have never been in any sort of car accident. I don't know what happened, it was just a weird situation, and I remember having the distinct feeling in that moment that I had died in some sense. I am not a spiritually sensitive person by any means. I'm a scientist at heart, but this was something I truly cannot explain. Hmm. That's weird. It is. And that was the second story on there about, like, switching timelines because you died or yeah. you almost died. 
Super weird. That is weird. Those are mine. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. Did more funny tweets. Okay. As if this year couldn't get any worse, I just met a baby named Heidi. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It is funny, like, if you think of babies with old people names. Oh, I know. Like a baby named George or <laughs> yeah, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute, though. I love it. <laughs> My mom used to think LGBT was internet slang for let's get breakfast together. <laughs> That's so funny, and I feel her pain, <laughs> because I don't know what anybody's talking about anymore. All these letters. I know. It's like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Taco Bell employee gave me my order and said, see you again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Going back to the letters, I was telling, um, we, were ta- we were talking about, like, how kids talk in letters now and mm-hmm. I don't know what they're saying. And I told Taryn about Jeff's story about the girls. Oh yeah. Out. She's like, are you serious? <laughs> She's like, I would understand what these people are saying. She's like, but I don't talk like that. She's like, I talk in normal sentences. I was like, thank God. I've done something right. <laughs> LOL, LOL, <laughs> LOL, LOL. No. Open. It's, it just doesn't seem like a real story. I know. But, you know, he's not going to make that. Uh, who would make that who, up? Who could even think of that? Yes. Like, oh, my God. That's so funny. Stupid. <laughs> this boy paid me to take his final, and I got a 48%. No refunds. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's amazing. I love it. You're like, fuck yeah, I'll take a test for you. <laughs> <laughs> didn't say I'd be any good at it, but here you go. You know how long it's been since I've taken a test? Come oh. on. <laughs> test. Yeah. Now that I'm fully vaccinated, I just want you to know that I still won't be able to make that thing because I don't want to come. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> my alarm went off this morning. I turned to my left, and there was a child staring directly into my face who said, Want to play? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> the bath is too wet. Reason 101, my toddler is tantruming. Oh, the bath is too wet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Seriously. If you if you don't have kids, you don't get it. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? My two-year-old clear as a bell in the middle of PetSmart upon seeing a snake in real life for the first time. Oh, my God. That is I would start cracking yeah. up. How do you not? That is hilarious. Two years old. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. I would die. That's hilarious. I love that. Caught my toddler questioning the baby. He wanted my newborn baby to admit that he can talk. <laughs> told the baby, I know you can talk. It was a full-on interrogation. Laugh my ass off. I'm not letting him watch Boss Baby no more. He's tweaking. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I know you can talk. Just talk to me. Four-year-old came walking out of the bedroom without permission after bedtime, and when I looked at him, he said, What? I'm just getting a carrot. I'll give him credit. It was the most unique excuse I've heard. (laughs) Are you going to tell me not to get a carrot? (laughs) It's healthy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't normally apply for an experimental private space settlement mission to Mars with no hope of return, but this morning my son pointed to a corner of his ceiling and whispered, Little girl. (laughs) Mars, here I come. Oh my God. (laughs) That's creepy. (laughs) I was complaining that we have too much stuff in our house and need to get rid rid of some of it, and my four-year-old looked me dead in the eye and said, 
You should probably burn in the oven like all our food, Mommy. Oh. And then carried on playing with her Barbie. Okay. Yeah. Little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How about I just get rid of you and make another one? <laughs> Ice cream employee. I didn't know you had kids. You always come in by yourself. Kids. What? <laughs> Mom? It's like she didn't want a tip. Fuck <laughs> no, she didn't want a tip. She explicitly asked you not to tip her. I heard that. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. <laughs> that is a <laughs> God, she told on her. <laughs> I cannot believe that. <laughs> Looks like it's time to tell my son that I get a weekly report of what he Googles. Oh, hmm. oh shit. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> I told my son he needed to clean his room and he said, maybe later I have a headache. I told him that was no excuse and heard my husband snort laugh from three rooms away. <laughs> That is different. <laughs> a special phenomenon I would like scientists re to research is why my children suddenly cannot hear me at bedtime. That's definitely something that needs yes. to be researched. When I'm 59, I'm going to be bigger than you, my four-year-old angry at me because he has to go to bed. <laughs> when I'm 59... <laughs> If you hear me telling the same story twice, just let it go. I only have six memories and they all take turns. That is very valid for this podcast. Yes. Too. Yes, it is. <laughs> I am not embarrassed about the number of guys I've slept with. I am obviously embarrassed about the quality. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's okay. Gas pump. Please see cashier. Me. Absolutely not. <laughs> That is me. Absolutely. If I wanted to see the cashier. I would go in the freaking store and pay. I would have already been in there. No. This is my last one. My husband is mad at my broken toe for not healing faster because he has to take over homeschooling and it's absolutely draining. He's been at it for 32 minutes. Oh my gosh. If they even knew. That's hilarious. <laughs> that reminds me. So... My friend Chris yeah. has, well, had COVID yeah. the last two weeks. Well, her husband got it too. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, they live in the same house. Yeah, but. But uh, the reason they they got tested, it was uh, Easter weekend. Oh, yeah. Their kids were there. Yeah. And Monday, she found out that her kids had tested positive for COVID. So, Tuesday... She didn't go to work, and her and her husband went and got tested. Mm -hmm. She came back positive. He came back negative. Okay. But our work, you still have to stay home. Like, he he had to get another test done, and if it was still negative, then he could go back to work. Okay. So, she said, you know, he was fine and everything, and then his second COVID test came back positive, and all of a sudden, he was so sick, he was dying. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Is that, like, are you surprised? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. The world has ended. <laughs> it's, de it's done. <laughs> she said he would not leave the couch. He would sleep all day. Oh, my gosh. And he would moan because he was so sore. And she's like, but he was fine yesterday. Until he got his damn results. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Give him an inch, they'll take a mile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, ask to join the group, all that good stuff. And uh, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. more funny tweets. Okay. As if this year couldn't get any worse, I just met a baby named Heidi. <laughs> it is funny, like, if you think of babies with old people names. Oh, I know, like a baby named George. Or... <laughs> yeah, Frank. <laughs>
Oh, I love it. <laughs> My mom used to think LGBT was internet slang for let's get breakfast together. <laughs> That's so funny, and I feel her pain. Because I don't know what anybody's talking about anymore. All these letters. I know. Like, whatever. <laughs> Bell employee gave me my order and said, see you again tomorrow. <laughs> oh, shit. Going back to the letters, I was telling, um, we were, ta we were talking about, like, how kids talk in letters now, and mm -hmm. I don't know what they're saying, and I told Taryn about Jeff's story about the girls. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's like, are you serious? <laughs> She's like, I don't understand what these people are saying. She's like, but I don't talk like that. She's like, I talk in normal sentences. I'm like, thank God. I've done something right. No refunds. <laughs> Holy shit, that's amazing. I love it. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll take a test for you. <laughs> Didn't say I'd be any good at it, but here you go. You know how long it's been since I've taken a test? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm fully vaccinated, I just want you to know that I still won't be able to make that thing because I don't want to come. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> my alarm went off this morning. I turned to my left, and there was a child staring directly into my face who said, Want to play? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> the bath is too wet. Reason 101, my toddler is tantruming. Oh, um, the bath is too wet. Oh my gosh, seriously. If you, if you don't have kids, you don't get it. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? My two-year-old clears the bell in the middle of PetSmart upon seeing a snake in real life for the first time. Oh my god. And it would start cracking Yeah. How do you not? That is hilarious. Two years old. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god, I would die. That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> Caught my toddler questioning the baby. He wanted my newborn baby to admit that he can talk. I told the baby, I know you can talk. It was a full-on interrogation. Laugh my ass off. I'm not letting him watch Boss Baby no more. I'm tweaking. 